Don't you dare be happy. This is the Soapbox for the week of January 24th, 2021. As my wife Christina would say, what are we doing here? With almost no ability to agree on anything anymore, one thing that all sane, lucid Americans would concur on is that we have done deep, intense, and devastating damage to our psyches this past year. Now, we'd never agree on whose fault that is, what should or shouldn't have been done, or pretty much anything else, but we'd all agree that we're far from knowing the full mental, emotional, and psychological damage we've done to our society as a whole. And then there's the children. Jesus, what we've done to our kids. So, given that... Can we just stop with the terrible and the fear and the things are never, ever going to get better? We will no doubt never again be like we were one year ago. But things will get better than this, if we allow them to. But we don't even let ourselves be happy, positive, joyful, or hopeful about anything at all anymore. Not as a collective, we don't. Remember the dreaded holiday surge? We were all told not to have the audacity to spend Christmas and New Year's with family and friends. Endless messages included asinine taglines like, Stay apart this year so we can all be alive next year. And yet, we still traveled. We traveled in record-setting numbers for 2020, with more than a million people flying every single day for ten days in a row. Oh, the humanity. And this horrified the almighty experts. Endless dire predictions came hurtling at us of a holiday surge caused by all of the travel. Indoor blending of multiple households, you monsters. Irresponsible behaviors like hugging people we loved. Hospitals would be overrun. It would be worse than it was in April and July and September combined. And yet this weekend it was revealed that it never happened. Not to the extremes we were told were inevitable. Not even close. Now that might seem hard for you to believe. If you've spent any time watching or reading news or social media, but that doesn't change the facts of the matter. As reported by none other than the Washington Post, one of the nation's largest newspapers and a first-class cheerleader of panic porn when it comes to COVID, quote, The United States has avoided the worst-case coronavirus scenarios that officials feared would overwhelm hospitals in the aftermath of Christmas and New Year's gatherings. Hospitals had braced for enormous spikes in patients that could have forced rationing care, exhausted already limited beds, and sparked a nationwide shortage of healthcare workers. But officials across the country said that those dire predictions, a wave of severe Christmas cases weeks after a rapid increase from Thanksgiving, did not materialize. End quote. In fact, other than Los Angeles, which is a COVID disaster zone on every level, this report in the Washington Post mirrors what people in the healthcare industry around the country have been saying out loud to anyone who would listen. Few would report on it, but some would listen. No biggie. Shoulder shrug. This is what it's like every year when the flu season spikes. We're used to it. Now, this should be celebrated. Christ, it's a miracle it's even being reported. But lest you think this is a positive thing, don't you dare. Don't for one second think that maybe we've, I don't know, finally achieved some level of herd immunity to build on. Don't even begin to believe that there's any sort of light at the end of the tunnel because that light is actually a train bearing down upon us, ready to end every one of us. Because in that same story, first paragraph, they make sure that you stay as terrified as you must. After starting the article reporting that, quote, the United States has avoided the worst-case coronavirus scenarios, they immediately throw cold water on any inkling you had to for even one moment. Let some weight lift off of you. Quote, but... Experts caution that the threat from the virus has not diminished and could intensify with the emergence of new variants. End quote. 
In fact, the overwhelming body of the entire article is dedicated to more dread, fear, and foreboding. Later on, here's a gem. Quote, Hospital leaders and experts are still on edge. Variants of the coronavirus could result in further case spikes in cold weather months when people are more likely to be indoors. And the availability of the vaccine, while offering life-saving protection to millions, could also lead to a false sense of complacency, particularly as it can be difficult to obtain. <sighs> the American Hospital Association sent out Nancy Foster, the group's vice president, to say, quote, no one should be fooled that we are in an, an easy period right now. The cold, hard data says we are on the brink in many places and communities across the country, end quote. Well, of course we're on the brink. We have to be. All the time. Death, sadness, despair has to be right around the corner all the time because it sells. And it controls. And it isn't just COVID either. Just in the last few weeks... First, we saw then-President-elect Biden call for calm and unity as the Capitol was stormed in a true moment of leadership. And then, less than 24 hours later, he pissed all over it by reminding the nation that we are divided on the issue of race in ways we haven't been in nearly 50 years. So much for unity. Then, last week, President Biden gave what some people, including conservatives, called the best inauguration speech they'd ever heard, in which he offered hope, optimism, and a coming together of all sides. And then, less than 24 hours later, he spent 20 minutes telling us that the dark winter is still coming and we should expect the total to rise to 600,000 dead Americans before spring. Well, so much for hope and optimism. And like always, that is not a political observation here. It's just one of common sense. Every single thing that has any sort of a positive tinge to it has to immediately be shat upon. And there is nothing hypocritical about this position, by the way. While, yes, I have spent the last 10 months warning against getting your hopes up and endlessly trying to prepare you for the reality of the days ahead of us, I have also stressed how important it is to enjoy good news and happy moments. Fewer dead and hospitalized Americans than expected is a good thing. Let us have it. Calls for unity and calm are good. Repeat them and act on them. And for the love of God, in the words of Reverend Lovejoy's wife Helen on The Simpsons, 